Hi there, my name is Carl Paustian, and I'm one half of the podcast that you're listening to. As I sit here on this mild April morning, listening to the storm as it rolls across, I just wanted to take a bit of time out and give you a bit of rundown on what this podcast is. It was only a couple of days ago that Jason and I decided to finally record the podcast that we've been talking about for so long, and we had a really good time recording that. As with a lot of people at the moment, we are unable to be in the same room due to COVID-19. So as much as I'd like to wrap those beautiful olive curves up between my arms, we can't be in the same room at the moment. We've done the podcast remotely and look, I think it went pretty well. We had some connection issues. We had some issues with the the audio. I've fixed most of those up. So when you're listening, you're going to have a good time. You don't have to worry about that. I just wanted to let you know that because of that, we kind of jump right into the podcast. So you're going to catch us midway through the start of the podcast, but you haven't missed anything. You just won't hear us introduce ourselves or anything like that. So I'm doing that for us. So without further ado, let's get into it. Stubby cool reviews. That would be good. Have you seen have you seen those um like meat pie reviews that like just big fat blokes in their car and they just no. be like, yeah, good texture. So they'll be like, okay, boys, just going down to the Wanton BP. Um, I had a look in the old pie box and we've got um curried English pie today. And then I'll just like pull it out and I look at like, okay, so it's in a paper bag, that's nice. Pull it out oh. slowly. Like good that's texture, nice. nice and crumbly, not too soggy. And that's the that's the whole thing. It's five minutes of that while he slowly eats his fucking pie. People that's great. It. Yeah, I bet I w- I would watch that shit. Um, I was I was actually talking to to Tammy's brother about doing just a bakery tour of Tasmania and New Zealand. As it seems be, like if you if no, you go to those southern if you go to those southern climes where it's like cold, bakeries are so <laughs> much more important, and so they put so much more effort into what they make. And you could literally just drive town to town, just being a you know a pie guts and reviewing all the uh, the bakery goodness likewise doing japan but only buying from a vendor like living oh, yeah. your entire, you could, no, you totally your do that. yeah 100 percent. something i found shocking about japan was you'd be like we went to like some rural parts well not rural rural but like up near mount fuji and, and that sort of area and it's mm. like you're just walking on the side of the road there's like it's not cane but there's just big tall grass on one side and a forest on the other and then there's a vending machine on the side of the road there. Yeah. yeah. It's the equivalent of like seeing a vending machine in the just the back cane fields in Mackay or something. Yeah. And it's just got but, everything. Hot food in it. You're like, what, what's yeah, going on hot, here? Hot Who's can supplying the food? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It just appears and that's the most important thing. Like in, in times like these, especially KP, this is that's fucking genius. There's there's isolation in abundance there. You don't need to be anywhere near anybody else. You can rip over, grab yourself like ding, fucking hot coffee, ding. Mm. I'll get. I'm sure they've got like you know some kind of chicken in a can, um, and then fuck <laughs> a, a one a one liter can of asahi to top it all off. That's the amazing part. That's Imagine living. being able to go to a vending machine and just crack up at a beer or a bit like that's yeah. that's perfect. That is a dream result for me. Yeah, I, I went. I went though... to the bottle yesterday. And yeah. to buy beers, and it was not, it was not my scene. They've got big X's on the ground now, 
for how far apart you have to be from each other. Yeah. And uh, which is fine. Like I'm, I'm all for. Like by the way, I'm 100 percent behind this whole situation. Like this is what it is. We got to deal with You're it. Behind and, uh, it, not China. I know you. It's all me. <laughs> Sorry. Somebody, somebody, took a, somebody took a bite out of me. That was the, that's what that's you've mis you've misread that that I somehow caused it. I was the actual yeah. original progenitor <laughs> of the virus. I'm the bat. Well, they keep talking about. You've you've done some traveling, mate. I yeah. Well, that's recently like, too. Well, yeah, like when I, I've been keeping an eye, as, as I do, I always do this, I adopt. Like the last place I went, I'm like, oh man, I love that whole vibe. I love their culture. I love everything. So I've kind of been keeping an eye on PNG. Like you, I'll check the weather and stuff there, stuff like that. And um, they've got no cases of coronavirus. And I'm like, fucking bullshit. You guys are covered in it. You're absolutely covered in it. Just no one's checking anybody. You're all sick. Yeah, you're all coughing up. There's no yeah. way they got no cases. They now say yeah, they've dude. got two. And I'm like, you don't have two. You've got yeah. twenty thousand. No one cares. One yeah, percent. They eat. They're, they're eating bat every single day. There's no doubt about they do, it. They do actually eat bat in PNG. <laughs> I they have, yeah. It's actually really cool. They got like a big. Imagine like a fishing net, and then they shoot yeah. that up into the, between the trees and catch a whole bunch yeah, of fruit bats. Yeah, I've seen. I saw some doco years ago where they were doing that, and I didn't think anything of it. And now I, it's such a you was know, it that was it that a, um that bald English guy who's like a real hard nut, and he goes around to different places in the PNG episode. He gets a gun pointed at him. He's like, "You won't fucking do it, mate." And he's oh, told yeah, the guy, yeah. No, I think it was. What's his name? He's like an uh, he's an ex military guy, isn't he? And he's yeah, like, he's been. In, he was on like he was on like their version of Neighbors as well. Yeah, his his name was like Russell Garth. Yeah. He's like real solid name like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Russ. I'm sure it was Russ. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we've been we've just started talking. Is this it? Are we just going? We can go for oh, it. This could so. be it. Well, I think I, I think so. Like, and I haven't I haven't spoken to you in a while, so there's probably you know there's a fair bit of shit to just. I, I think if there's one thing about. one thing I'm looking for from this podcast, I don't give a fuck about who's listening. Honestly, you guys can fucking switch it off now because I don't care about you. I'm just happy to get a bit of <laughs> a bit of fight time with you. It's weird. Like, I'm the I'm, I'm the same. Well, I, and I think out of everyone that, you know, I mean, let's let's just um, let's shoot the big white elephant in the room, cook it up with some bat and eat it. Um, I don't, I've barely spoken to you since I was made redundant from our uh, previous place of employment. So, yeah, it's I, good to chat. I actually don't know if we have spoken uh, face-to-face at all, as close as this is, no. face-to-face. Uh, it's, it's... You've shared some fishing fishing stuff with me, which has been nice, and uh, I think I've thrown a few shitty comments your way on Facebook Messenger. And, yeah. <laughs> I think that's 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 the that's the basis for a solid relationship. It's this. I think this is, and, and I don't know how you feel about this. I think you're probably a little bit more social than I am, but generally speaking, I feel like this is the biggest bane of being an adult is that it's so easy just to fall out of touch with people. Yeah, yeah, I would like say that. Yeah, I think. Um, well, it, yeah, it, 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 it's it's very easy to do now too. Like, and I know you and I've spoken about this at length when you've just had a gut full of talking to people all the time, and you just can't, you can't be <laughs> fucked. And say. it's nothing personal. It's just you can't be fucked, and it's not even that you're lazy. It's just, uh, do I need to talk to that person right yeah. now? Like, uh, I don't know. I've used all my, I've used all my goodwill towards humans during the week, and I just fucked. I, and and especially for guys like you and me, like I think we're predominantly extrovert, but it doesn't mean that you don't get burned out from just talking to people all fucking day. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I crave it. I know I crave it because, like, with lockdown happening, I really <laughs> feel like not being able to get out and see people has been a huge burden. You have just moments where it all builds up. It's like I just need to get out. Yeah. Like, and I because I am one of those people that are taking it. I'm not having to go. Anyone doesn't take it seriously because I know everyone's got to figuring out where they're at and. It, it is just what it is. Like people are just going to kind of find their place with it. But I know for me, I'm just very aware, like hyper aware of it. Maybe taking it a bit too seriously, honestly. Mm. Um, but yeah, it drives me up the, up the wall sometimes. Like you have these moments and we're only like a month in. What's going to happen when we're six months yeah. in, which is a real chance yeah. that there's a version of this happening in six months. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's absolutely crazy. Well, I think, I think that's the beauty of technology now, right? Like the, the fact that you can do this and, yeah, I guess, let's be honest, you could be doing this and then go, oh, sorry, buddy, I'm having technical difficulties and just bail and fucking never come back. And you'd be like, sweet, I'm, I'm out. Also, I, gu- I guarantee you, and I'm going to hold, I'll do, I'll make a promise to you and you have to fucking have to reciprocate. I guarantee you, okay. I guarantee you within a week of us all being set free and us being able to be out on the streets and mixing with everybody that we want to, you and I have made an excuse to not hang out with somebody. I'll be over it. I'll be fucking over it. You'll be like, take me back to the good old days when I was locked in the shed and I couldn't go anywhere. I was just living living in my own I'm so... I'm such a homebody as is, but there's a difference between being a homebody and and being basically not able to go out. Like, there's no real point going out at the moment because you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Yeah, I think I just bought a new drone. That was the worst purchase of my life <laughs> pre-lockdown. <laughs> although, although you could, I mean, you you could go, you could go and fly it, and you know, you, you might be lucky enough to capture uh, some of the. Um, some of the fauna that's sort of coming back to the suburbs and that kind of <laughs> shit. Like um, Tammy was telling me about uh, a friend of hers that um, they're on lockdown in London and she she just pointed her her iPhone out the window and took a video of a fox like walking through the main, you know, sort of the, the centre of London, which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else. You're I, do saw a, I saw a, a post the other day from the Batuta Advocate that was like, uh, the Brisbane River runs clear for the first time in 30 years, and they found the bones of uh, protesters from the Sergio era. He <laughs> just chucked them all in the river. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's pretty great. Fair chance. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's it's, yeah. it's it's a it's a very weird situation. I'm, I'm I'm very aware of not getting caught up on it because I feel like there's not many jokes that come out of COVID nineteen. Oh, like they're, they're really that's not true. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I I was thinking about it today, before, like knowing that we were going to be talking. I'm like, yeah. Like, is there a hidden upside to all of this that we're just not seeing? Like, you know, and I I, I mean, I know in reality there is, but I mean from a piss take perspective, like, um, you know, has has Corona just been branded incorrectly? Like, is it just a do we just do we need to work on rebranding Corona as like the, the social solution? Oh, I mean that part's been fucking phenomenal. Like whilst I just whinged about not being able to see people, by the same token, let me be very clear: a lot of not being able to see people has right. been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just there, there's a great Louis C.K. bit in his latest stand-up, which is all about um, the situation and how he was, you know, jerking off in front of people and people didn't like that and the rest of it. Yeah. And he said, you know, when you're in tough times, you'll find out who your real friends are. He said, I'll tell you what, you the, the friend, your real friends are never the friends you want. The people that hang around when you're publicly shamed for jerking off in front of women are not the friends you want to hang around. He's like, it's all the worst people. 
<laughs> but that has been a that has been a good thing about this is like those worst people they're just not like you've always got a legitimate excuse. Yeah. Like I talked to my, my neighbors are, are brand new. And um, she she poked her head over the other day and was having a chat to me. And I just took a massive step back and said, oh, actually, my mum's had cancer in the throat. And so we're just being extra careful. Now, the cancer in the throat thing is true. I know. But I've also I've also stopped seeing my mum. Yeah. And I I've also said I've also said no to that. Also. I'm saying I'm saying to her, I can't see you because of the cancer in the throat. Yeah. Like it's a free pass. Also, it's I, a free pass all I around. know the high level asshole that you are, and the minute you turned your back on your neighbor, you're like, fuck yeah, won that. I fucking owned that situation. That I was in control of it. I'm out. I was pretty happy about yeah. it. Yeah, I was pretty happy. I'll give you an actual silver lining. This isn't a piss take silver lining. I'm so happy about this. I'll take you back to a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, the Macca's secret source got leaked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy, some guy who was a high-level boffin at Macca's revealed the secret it's source. Word, you don't hear <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's how they're doing it at Macca's. They're they're old school like that. Yeah. But he's he's leaked the secret source, and it's actually pretty it's pretty nothing. It's like mayonnaise and that yellow chutney shit that's got gherkins in it and a couple other bits and bobs. <laughs> anyway, so this guy's really secret source. That's great. Yeah, I can, I can make it. my own Big Mac now. Mm. Yeah, I bet you can. Uh, I can make my own Big Mac now. So I've done that, and that, and you never quite got perfection, like because there's that one thing that you can't replicate, which is that really sugary bun. Yeah. Well, coronavirus. Now they're doing. You can buy a six pack of those buns yeah, through drive-through. I know. So now I can 100. Oh, they are. Just completely like fabricated. There's nothing natural about them. No, you have to put them in the microwave for the exact amount of right amount of time, or else they're just stale. They are amazing. If you hit that right, that 27 and a half seconds in the microwave. Oh, see, what a treat! I had one this morning. What a treat! I... They're about 700 calories per bun. They're so, so, so high. I get sleepy after I eat one. Yeah, you can feel your heart rate slowing because it's just being fucking, you know, attacked by cholesterol, etc. But it's it's funny you mention that because Tammy and I were um, we went through the drive through the other night. Um, I, I worked late at home um, mm. and I was just like, look, I'm, we're, I'm not cooking. Let's go and get something. And we were going through the drive-thru and Tammy's like, holy fuck, you can buy a six pack of buns. And I'm like, it's such a big deal. And, She's not wrong. No, it's such a big deal. I thought she was it's a game changer. Nah, I'm like, I, I couldn't disagree more. Like, I'm like, yeah, good on you. You got your special sauce. If, if those buns have to be a part of it, it ain't that fucking special. And like Tam was legit, like, should we get some? And I was like, are you fucking joking? And I just drove and she was like, oh, so we're not getting any? And I was like, we're legit. That's a crime had, like, what you've a, done there. Had a sit-down stand-up argument in the in the drive-thru at Macca's. Yeah, so as you should have. This, this is her Tiananmen Dude, Square. No. <laughs> You're the Chinese army. Don't bring Tiananmen into this. That's inappropriate. That's, that's not inappropriate. Because they were anti-special sauce as I well. Wanna... That was more. That was actually more uh, secret herbs and spices. That whole thing was about. But regardless, it's, it's the points the same. <laughs> Tiananmen Square. Fuck. I want to see a meme of Tiananmen Square where that same guy that got run over by the tank has got like a bat just landing on him, like a massive bat. <laughs> I'm sure there is one. Well, you know, you know the the. The the numbers of Tiananmen Square riots that were actually killed is something like it's it's in the tens of thousands is is a supposed number. Oh, which COVID number? It's a lot. Yeah, COVID numbers for sure. There was a there was an article I 
look, I'll be honest. I looked at the headline, I opened it a new tab, and then I skimmed the first paragraph. You are being real. Yeah. So you've learned it. But there, yeah. yeah. But there was an article about how the chart, like what, like being like, we can't trust the Chinese numbers. And look, I'm sure we can't, but it's too hard. Yeah, they, We're not going in there. We're not figuring it out. So how are their numbers that much different from ours anyway? Like, let's face it, we've got to rely on Australians to actually, you know, contribute and sign up for things like census and shit like that. Surely, oh, look, I realise that I'm, my argument's flawed right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> what was your argument? I'm really interested. Well, uh, he drew me in. Numbers, numbers, numbers are all reliant on um, the population being honest. Numbers aren't real, Carl. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. They're made up. Some, <laughs> yeah, it's just a construct. Someone made them up. It's, it's like time. It's not real. It's just a human-made construct. Um, yeah, no, like I, I just think that it's, it's too easy to fudge the numbers and there's not you, – you've got to rely on your the vast majority of your population being upfront and honest. Yeah. Well, it's the PNG argument, right? Like, yeah, there's two cases or four cases, whatever it was in PNG, but that's because there are no one's going to hospital. Like, if your son comes to you with coronavirus, yeah, you just give like, him a mouthful of beetle nut and away you go. Yeah. You just get out of there. I'll tell you a story about beetle nut, man. I was so not prepared for PNG. What a, what a um, segue, just quietly. So. If, for anyone not in the know, because I wasn't in the know, I didn't know anything about betel nut. But betel nut is this little—it's—it's it's like the size of a walnut when it's in its whole thing. But then you kind of chew a lot of that off, and it's like almost like a like a coconut style outside, where you're peeling that back, mm. and then there's like an inside that's quite chewy. Yeah, and then you mix that with lime, powdered lime juice. Yeah. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, you mix it with powdered lime juice. So you chew the betel nut and then you like rub the lime yeah. on your teeth like you're a coke addict and it just sends you off the fucking wall. Like yeah. I don't think it's a crazy high, but it's a consistent high. And unfortunately, when I was up in PNG, I was offered it by the crew on literally the last day when I was on my way to see the client. And they said, do you want some betel nut? And I was like, you're driving me to see the client. I can't be smashed off betel nut when I'm seeing the client. Like, I, I, I really wanted to give it a go. I felt finally included in the group. Yeah. Like, I was part of the crew. They actually yeah. offered it to me. But I was like, I'm going to see the client right now. Like, uh, I'm sure it's a very mild high, but I can't handle that. But that was yeah. my story. My I don't, story was. I don't, yeah, but hold on a second. I, I don't know if it is a mild hmm. high. Every... Every guy that it wouldn't I've be ever... model high for me. No. It'd be like your first cigarette. I'd yeah. be like, ah, ah. <laughs> oh, I feel sick. I'm been... sweating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm you'd sorry. be like, yeah. also, I'm now a pack a day smoker. My Beetle Night story is, and this is the moment I realized I was way out of my depth. We were, wa- we were walking towards this um there's this place called caviang on on this island in png and it's like it's like a wild west town it's like deadwood like it's a it's like a frontier town everyone's just doing their own thing um the chinese these chinese corporations have come in there doing a lot of spending a lot of money there and everyone's working for them but it is it is loose and here's the thing, it's a considered like PNG does doesn't have a great rap. It's considered a very safe part of PNG. Hmm. But for an outsider, it was like the first 20 minutes 20 minutes of Resident Evil 5, which look, if you get that reference, you get that reference. If you don't, you don't. That's fine. Um 
Anyway, so we're walking around Kaviang, and these guys had a like a uh, military style truck, like a green truck with a tray back and the canvas sides, and they had had a shitload of beetle nuts. They were selling it, yeah, and so we're selling it by the bagful, and there was like this sea of people, like fifty to a hundred people, shaking the side of the truck trying to get their beetle nut, like just like going mental for it. And these dudes were like, someone got shortchanged some beetle nut. And it was it was an absolute nightmare. Like these guys were going off their nut trying to figure the situation out. Off their and nut. I was I got real I got real nervous. I got like real worried. There was this lady there who I kind of adopted as my mum. She was like my mum's age and she was the chef and she was really nice. And I kind of like, you could, I kind of got getting close behind her as we are walking past. I'm like, you know, six foot three guy. She's just like five foot Hold four. on, hold on, you're not six foot three. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. It's on my license. <laughs> am I six foot three? I don't Probably think not. So. I'm six foot I'm six foot two. I tell people I'm six foot. I'm, I'm, okay, let me re, I'll rewind. If I tell Sorry, people I'm fucking six foot three. I'm the six foot. I'm the six foot two guy. I tell people I'm six three. All oh, right. I think I probably. I think. I think if I like did did my driver's license test early in the morning, <laughs> and I just really stretched out my neck. I think that. I think I'm. I, six, I'm six I, three on my driver's license. Here, That's the point of the story. Here's what I'll do. If you take away anything from my beetle nut story, it's that I'm six three on my driver's license. <laughs> here's what I'll give you about your six foot three claim. You may have been six foot three prior to all the cartilage being ripped out of your knee, and now oh, you're. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm a safe six one and a half. I've taken a, I've taken an extra half off. Yeah, I've course, used lots, I've lost all my confidence. No, I'm kidding. I'm five six. I'm a fucking liar. Let's move on. Yeah, Gollum. Anyway, so the short, the short, the long of it is yeah. that I am fucking long this way, up and down, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So just to bring you back, because I do actually, apart from me calling you out on apparently being six foot three, um, you were saying that you had a beetle nut mum who's a chef. Oh, that's what I heard. Sorry. Anyway. So yeah, yeah. So so this lady, she's really nice. So I'm I'm tucked in behind her, and uh, I am just not cowering. Like let's not go cowering. But it, it cow was it was a manly it, it was a manly yeah a manly walk behind a woman and be terrified. <laughs> and she she could immediately tell. She was like, "You've been uncomfortable." In like a Papua New Guinean accent, I'm not going to do that. No, nah, uh, it's like you're a bit uncomfortable, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I was freaking the fuck out. No, I couldn't even. I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, I don't even. Know. Uh, she was so lovely, um, and so I just like tucked in behind her at this market while this beetle, this beetle nut riot happened in front of me, and I just, it was just a different world. <laughs> I was not ready for that. It is what it is. That's amazing. Um, beetle nut riot, also great name for a pop punk band. Really great name. Mm. Really great name. This I'm one of those people. You know those people that like between high school and uni go to like some South African country yeah. and volunteer for like uh, three months? Yeah. I'm that person. I wasn't volunteered. I was paid to go. <laughs> I didn't help anybody and I did it for 10 days <laughs> and I would love to write like a book about that. <laughs> I really would. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. It was really good. People talk shit. Like, I want to keep talking about it. People are like, we're done with this. Like, you were on a boat for 10 days. Fuck off. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, 
But it wasn't I want to hear about it. I was in the middle of the Bismarck Sea. It was wild. We were like, this guy on the last day, this dude told me a story about how pirates robbed him. I was like, sorry, what? Where is their treasure? He got attacked by fucking pirates. There so wasn't, no, he didn't have any treasure and no insurance either, which was a huge problem. So hold on, just so that I'm clear on this, this is when you were over in PNG, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I didn't realize that the Bismarck Sea was that part of the world. Yeah, me neither, but it is. I always thought that was um, like off the so coast of Latvia or something. Oh, no, that's Baltic. Sorry, that's the Baltic. Yeah, sorry, so sorry if, Matisse, I should have known more about your fucking turnip-eating fucking weird country. Is Matisse Latvian? Yeah. That makes that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about him. So he's fine. <laughs> Shout out to Matisse. He's a really good guy. Yeah, he is, but he's uh, fucking uh, Latvian. Yeah, so what is Latvia? So Latvia then, if it's if it's on the Baltic, must be like up, Russia, almost up like Russia way. yeah, up up above Russia, yeah, somewhere around there, um to the to the west of Russia. Yeah. yeah, no, that's where the Bismarck is. It's a weird. I agree because you hear about the Bismarck in like World War Two shit. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> but I guess there was a whole Pacific theater, and Papua New Guinea had a lot of stuff going on there. So yeah, look, it's probably it all checks out. But the the point is, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not questioning history, whether history's you're wrong. <laughs> But it, it is pretty wild. Like, I found out where um, what's that fucking island we send everybody to because we don't want them in Australia? Manus. Manus. Manus is like right there. We were mm. at one point we were like fifteen k's away from Manus. Mm. I had no idea where it is. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'll give you the fucking hot tip. If you're listening to this right now, thinking these guys sound alright, I might move to Australia. You're thinking about making the trip illegally. Rethink it, and I'm not. I'm not speaking on behalf of Scomo. I'm not trying to stop immigrate yeah. illegal immigration. I mean, if you if you are yeah, sure you can get here, go yeah. for it. I want yeah, you to I, get in. Like that is yeah. That's what I'm looking for. The ninja warriors of the asylum seeking world. If you can dodge all everything, get in. But I tell you what, the penalty for not getting in and going to Manus, it is yeah. you are in the middle of nowhere. Good luck to you. Well, I guess that's it's uh, crazy. That, that's part of the appeal, right? From um, the, unfortunately, the Australian government's uh, perspective. If you make the place so fucking horrible that, that no one wants to risk it, uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is just you couldn't. It's like um, it's like the planet in Alien Three. Like <laughs> this is you are not my um, audience. No, no, no. I'm looking at Chase is looking at me like, sorry, what the fuck? No, no, no. I, uh, all I'm thinking, all I'm thinking is that- Alien. Tammy, Tammy yeah, said to me this afternoon, hey, while we're on lockdown, we should watch all of the Alien movies back to back to back. And I was thinking, I uh, don't know if I need that in my Alien life. Now I, now I do need that in my life just so I can understand the problem your, is, uh, it's, your it's, reference. It's very strongly considered the worst of, of them. It's mm. directed by David Fincher, but uh, sure. it's the movie that basically almost broke him as a director. Oh, okay. You don't even know who David Fincher is. Fuck oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> director of Seven, Fire Club. Oh yeah, social network. Sure, I've seen seen yeah, I've seen I've ah, seen three okay. out of, three out of four. That's all right. That's pretty good. It's good Thanks. movie, the social network, but you know, you can you can miss it. But but, <laughs> but man, my point of that the the alien three analogy is because yeah. that is this prison planet in the middle of butt fuck nowhere space, obviously, yeah. uh, and they have to shave their heads because it's just so gross and there's lice everywhere and all this stuff. And Manus is definitely oh. running that vibe. Yeah, like I think I remember watching that, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but very similar to Manus Island. So, look, that's that's the situation in PNG. Like, 
I would, I would, I would love to go back there. It was awesome. It was really great. Like there are definitely you hear a lot of bad stories about it. And there's definitely places in PNG you wouldn't go to. Um, I mean, you wouldn't go to downtown Port Moresby. I mean, people do, but I wouldn't yeah. risk it because I'm very risk averse. Um, mm. But the islands, like the New Island Province and New Britain Province, laughing. I reckon. Yeah. As long as you're with security. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't with well, security. I mean, as a as a keen fisherman, it's on my bucket list because they have this crazy. Oh, maybe you would love it, dude. They've got this crazy fish over there that you can't really catch anywhere else. Uh, called the 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 PNG black bass. And oh, I knew you were going to bring up black bass. Oh, baby, those things are. Yeah, those things are just insane, man. Like they are the. If scariest... I go back to work, it's for yeah. black bass. Yeah, it'll be for a black bass job. Like they'll be doing a black bass tour. So so hold on. When you say when you if I go back for work, is this with um is this through Andy? Yeah. So there's a so company called wanna... PNG Safaris because we should spruik them because they're awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, hell yeah. Um, so there's a guy there's a guy we know throughout throughout through Jason's old job. I mean, I've I'm sort of still there. Uh, but solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's also, a guy we know through that the, job. One of the legitimately best people i've ever met in my life also he's such a he's such a good dude yeah um and he has a bunch of different businesses but a few of those are relating to fishing charters and there's he's got one yep. here on the gold coast and then he's got this new one called png safaris which is primarily surfing oh wow but they'll also do fishing as well um so they usually do so the surf season runs from like oh, I'll be wrong about this for sure. But the surf season runs from like early November to like say March, April in PNG. Mm. Uh, so basically pre that, a couple of months before that and a month or two after, pre that they do like a deep sea fishing tour. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for like tuna and GTs and things like that. Yep. And then post that, they do a river black bass tour. Um and black bass, I know, are on a lot of fishermen's hit lists. And yeah. if I went back for for work to do some photography stuff for him, that's what he suggested. He's like, "There's a black bass tour that we do." I would. It, it may have happened this year, but obviously, it's not going to happen now because um, yeah. that would have been in like May ish. So it was yeah. on the cards for this year, but um, yeah, but that would be really cool. And apparently, up rivers in PNG, it gets pretty hectic, like because yeah. you've got all these different tribes along the river. Yeah, and you I know, heard a story from and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, like the 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 old captain was telling me a story about how he'd been up river, and he's got they got a, it's a pretty decent sized boat. It used to be a, a trawling vessel, and he was saying that they went up river, and this tribal dude came out, and they said they got permission. They said, you know, can we have permission? Yeah, no worries. And then they went a little bit and they said, where, by the way, we'll vouch for you and we've got control of this whole stretch. So you're all good. Mm. And then they went a little bit further up and some different tribe came out and said, Hey man, what up? You're on a bit of the river. And they said, well, this guy back here told me that he's given us permission and we're all good. He said, no, 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 no. If you want permission to go up river further, you need to pay me like 500 bucks. Yeah. And apparently said, I'm on a boat, mate. What are you going to do about it? Like, we're just going to go up and come back down. You can't control the river. And this guy said, what we'll do is we'll chop down a shitload of trees and block the river on your way back down yeah. so you can't get past. And yeah. he said, mate, you better get fucking chopping then because we're going to be up and back within five hours. <laughs> and just like totally bluffed him. 
So it it sounds like it gets pretty wild up there. Yeah, I've heard some, I've pretty, heard some crazy stories. They're very respectful to the, the dudes up there, but at the same time, in that sort of situation, people might try like try it on with you a little bit because yeah. you don't know the local situation and you know who's actually in charge and is this just some Johnny or is he actually a chief? So it can be a bit like that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. It's um, yeah, it was it was awesome that you got to go over there and experience that. I, I won't lie, I don't get jealous very often, but I was filthy. Yeah, it's like, look, it's not your sort of, it's not exactly your sort of fishing. Like the black bass fishing is obviously more what you're into, like river fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would have gone mental for this. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you, I only actually fished like once there because I was. Obviously- yeah, it sounded like you were working pretty hard, man. Like all jokes aside. Uh, uh, yeah, I was doing it. Like I was on. Oh, we were out on tinnies for most of the day and like 10 hours a day sort of thing. And then I'd be actually compiling it and stuff at night. So it was pretty hectic. But on the second last or last day, one of the group that we were there, who was actually one of the paying clientele, who were really good dudes, all these New Zealand um, dairy farmers. And just like, they were just, yeah, these dairy farmers who had all done real well for themselves by the sounds of things. And we just like (laughs) massively kicked in and would a couple times a year go out and do these fishing trips. And they said what they were doing, I don't know if you, I don't even know the term for this style of fishing, but it's when you, there's, so they were doing popping, which I, I understand what that is. And I think jigging, uh, but not like not like a jig, like a um, like a kraken jig. What's, I don't even know what the fucking real word is. It's not a kraken. What's the real word for that? Squid. Squid. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it wasn't, wow. in, it, wasn't in, it wasn't in Final Fantasy. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, cracking it um, is, mate. Let's let's run with that. They're using a cracking. So, is that what jigging is? Like they put the lure down and with this lure that slowly sinks, and you kind of let it sink at uh, twenty meters or so, and then you kind of like Rip dry hump up. your rod on the way back up. <laughs> I need to share just this portion of this podcast with every fisherman that I know because your, <laughs> your your descriptions of this thing is just impeccable. Um, well. Yeah, and I'm so the one that got to go to the Bismarck Sea to do this on the side yeah, of like these, these pristine reefs that no one's touched, yeah, untouched. So like God so level shit. So they give me this, they give me this jigging lure, and they say, by the way, that's sixty dollars if you lose it. Yeah, I said, yeah. well, I don't want to do it then. I'm not fucking yeah. doing it. I mean, no, 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 we're kidding. Like it's it is what it is. That's part of it. Yeah. If you lose, you lose it. So I put it in. Honestly, this is my first cast. So you're basically just dropping it straight down under the boat, yeah, right yeah. along the side of this big, massive reef. The reef, you know, it's six meters of water above the reef, 70 on the other side of it. Yeah. And so I put it down. I watch it go down. This massive GT takes it. I wasn't sure what to do. So I just kind of let it take it thinking, well, I'll let it take it for a bit. Like I know that you kind of let them go for a bit in normal fishing and then reef it back but i waited too long and just must have gone the, the side of the yeah. <laughs> so the first cast i lost it i didn't tell them that a gt like that i watched a fish take it and did nothing about it like a deer in the headlights just watch this thing go with it but it was pretty wild so they, so they were like they're not fine with it they're like okay cool yeah, yeah, 60 yeah. bucks thanks for nothing idiot um but what they didn't know was i just watched a fish go away with their lure so <laughs> It was pretty wild though. Like I've got footage of just sticking my GoPro underwater and there's just a wall of GT. And yeah. then in the background, five or six reef sharks just in the yeah. background waiting for something to happen. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. The people were awesome. Um, and it, it was 
it was a bit a bit actual adventurey because you're going to these coves and stuff and you're kind of not planning they're not planning exactly where the trips are taking them because the weather determines that a lot yeah so they're going to this cove and they're like well this is what it is and they go out and they get across on the jet ski and go talk to the local chief or um government official whoever's in charge on these tiny little islands and just make sure it's going to be kosher that they stay and make sure that it's all good so mm. that is pretty cool and then you're like yeah. hanging out with these people and it's it's real people it's not like they're not people that come into the resort and chuck on a dance floor these are just people living their lives yeah, so that was cool. pretty wild and, and i'd really like if, if you're someone that's interested in that stuff surfing or fishing or just uh, adventure, adventure type stuff yeah. Yeah, that is that's the sort of tour you should definitely do. Like, it's pretty crazy. It's it's wild. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, just because I'm a massive fishing nerd and I can't not say it, that what you explained is is what they call vertical jigging. No, oh, fuck off, mate. We don't hear it. No, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. No, no, you, you, other, you worried, someone will hear this and be no, like, "What? No, 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 not at all." Jim. But I, I just know I know that you're an inquisitive guy, so I know that you would want to know. Like, you don't want to call. Uh, that yeah. GT that you hooked the Kraken again, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, well, I was, I was, I was trying to think of the word squid. When yeah. I said <laughs> so you thought of a, myth- a mythical beast that has never been proven to exist? <laughs> that looks yeah. like a squid. That's the important part. That's the out. takeaway. We don't, we don't yeah. even know. We've never seen a Kraken. This is like That's you right. being six foot three, mate. No one's got any That's clue right. of that. No one knows, and no one will know because for six months at least. <laughs> Oh man, isolation's awesome. working out better than I thought. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah. No, and, and, and it's really hard. I, I'm sure it's like a lot of things. Vertical drinking gets easier as you as you do it more often, but it's quite hard to get the rhythm, and it's quite strenuous of an activity. So these oh, dairy definitely. farmers who are like 50 to 60 years old, well done, boys. Wow. I mean, let's think about a 50 or 60 year old dairy farmer. I'm assuming everything's still manual, so they're just like. <clears throat> <laughs> oh yeah so jigging, i mean that is that's sort of the same motion yeah, yeah. <laughs> milk and a yeah. milk and a cow and 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 jigging is it's very similar it must have been very homoerotic yeah in the best way i mean there's like any of the best masculine things are the most gayest of things like boxing yeah. uh, wrestling Fishing in this instance, the way it was dealt with, it was yeah. everyone's sweaty, everyone's in short Fishing, shorts. That kind of jigging is very uh, uh phallic, you know, like oh, just no, that, yeah. rod, rod you, placement, and yeah, you know, you've even got a little like a dick cup where the rod goes, <laughs> yeah, like there's a little holster for your rod, but it's on the end yeah. of your knob, yeah, it's great, yeah, no, I, I'm all for it. I, I, I any anytime I can simulate. Like I would love like that whole world, like that's gone. Like, right. I'm married to a woman and that's my life now. And I'm committed with all that stuff, but (laughs) a different path could have been just like smashing the beat and just like, I want to be that guy that's up on the podium. Everyone's got eyes on me in this dream. Mm -hmm. I am three and I'm fucking Mm. ripped and just like, it's it's all happening. Like that's another world that I could have lived in and I could have been the, it could be like 300, but at the okay. end of defending it, defending Greece against the, what was it? The Persian empire. We're all just fucking, that would have been amazing. I can't live that. That's done now. I feel like, I feel like you would have been uh, really comfortable in your own skin there, knowing that you were like the personification of 
every homophobic person's nightmare, like a big, burly, sexually <laughs> aggressive, hairy oh, man. <laughs> I will say no, this: I... there were a couple of there were a couple of gay jokes made that were like a gay joke from like the nineteen eighties, like a gay joke from like um, oh, what was that fucking cop show? The barge ass is based on. Oh, Bluey. Bluey. Yeah, like Bluey. I thought Bluey, but then oh, I thought that's a kid's show. But Blue, that's the they've new made a, They've made a, a, grievous, <laughs> a grievous error there. How yeah, did they right. do that? Yeah, what called Bluey as well? Bluey the cop show or Bluey the kid show? Bluey the, the cop show or it was Blue something. No, I think it was Bluey. No, it is. I had Bluey in my head and I didn't say it because I thought that's a kid's show. So I think you're right. I need to correct ourselves if we're wrong. But yeah, it was a bit of that sort of that level homophobia. And I thought, I'm just going to show these guys what's what. Like I, I said to a guy, I said, oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. What I need you to do next is just lather me in sunscreen. And he wouldn't have it. Like that was the line for him. Like that's not even on my radar for me. But to this 60-year-old dairy farmer who, like, good guy. But he's just a bit stuck in his ways. He just hasn't, he's not quite there yet. And he wouldn't have it. And I'll tell you what. I got a mean sunburn. I got more sunburn than ever been in my fucking life. It was before snorkeling. So yeah. we went out there and we snorkeled. My back's just facing the sun. All the rays of the waves are pointing back at like a like a solar panel. So at the end of at the end of that day, when you end up with you know third degree sunburn, did you point out to him that hey, cunt, you might have you I might did. have avoided HIV, but now I've got cancer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. In his own in his own mind, that's still immediately what happens. That's the immediate transaction. Yeah. Touching yeah, another like, man. Got the AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, AIDS. you know, like, it is what it is. <laughs> it's, the, it's the argument of, like, I'm not, this is a fair, I'll tell you an argument that I'm not a fan of. The argument Hit that me. is, um, you know, if you have people in your life that are homophobic, that are racist, whatever, you need to just do your best to, to educate them on that. We're talking particularly, you know, if you've got relatives or older people, that's not my job. I'm sorry. I'm just flying under the radar the best I can with them. I'm not really. Gonna, uh, yeah. I'm, oh, okay. This is interesting. This is, this is what we're looking for. Yeah. No, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. I want people to like me. I don't want old uncle, uncle racist oh, Mick to get mad at me. I just want him to, to like me. Uh, to, to everybody that's going to listen to this, all four of you, do you believe that KP wants everybody to like him? <laughs> uh, I want people to like me, or alternatively, I want them to dislike me on the terms that I set. You're a control freak. That's what this is. Oh, yeah, mate. You wouldn't read about it. <laughs> That's why I want to be on the podium. Hey. Yeah. But don't you want don't to... You wanna... Yeah, but don't you, don't you also want to... Uh, I can hear what you're saying. You don't necessarily want to be confrontational with. I'm just not the guy. Know, I'm Uncle, not the guy. Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. That's you know calling your mate the f word or whatever. Yeah. But do you not want to just take the piss out of him subtly at every fucking barbecue? Oh, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. But he's on yeah. the same guy that the same guy that's still afraid of wiping sunscreen on someone's back. He's not picking up on these the subtle nuance of me just chipping away at him. Like, that's not on his radar. He thinks I'm just giving him big ups. It's not for him. It's for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy, and I'm, we're slagging him right now. He exists. This person is real. I'm happy to slag him off. But I'm just not going to get to, a, like, a very serious discussion with him about it. Like, there's a very serious answer in his will. I can't let that go away because I 
had to prove a point. I do, I do find it really interesting that he was um, not real keen on lathering the sunscreen onto your back for all of 30 seconds to get mm. that done, but he'll quite happily just punk cow udders. Like. Yeah, but that's lady cows. True. <laughs> that's what it's all about. When you're right. Not game, you're right, you're right. Cow. Yeah, that's a lady cow. Yeah, I guess. I guess he's right. I, mean, I stand corrected. They jerk off bulls as well, so <laughs> they do. do well, that. You, did you did you guys talk about it? Or he just had that look in his eye. He just no. Nah, they all do though, don't they? They're all up to that because they want to make sure the right bull impregnates the right cow, and you can't just leave them to it. It's not like if he, yeah, these. <laughs> I don't know as much about cows. These cow embryos. I t- talked to a farmer recently. They're worth like four grand a pop. For the like in-demand breeds, so like yeah. for the, the for for that you're not doing that. This this farmer I talked to, he had two cow embryos shipped over from Canada, and they inseminated them into two other cows to, that are just carrying it. And now he's just got these two. I don't know what breed they are. Some Aryan. Yeah, yeah maybe. Like well, he's a farmer, so probably Aryan. <laughs> They're definitely not brown cows. Let's put it that way. <laughs> He's not doing water buffalo. He's doing your standard, no. nope. doing your standard postman Pat style, very safe yep. white cow. And there's nothing wrong yeah, with that, right? They have to exist. Yeah. They may not be the <laughs> fastest. It? They may not be the strongest. They can't jump the highest. But they're a good cow. <laughs> they're good. Yeah. Blue eyes, white skin. There's nothing wrong with that, mate. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it if it occurs naturally, if that's, that's if it's right. being forced. Both power. Both power. Now, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I'd never really, I can't believe we ended up talking about uh, cow insemination. And, uh, yeah, but, but the point was, it's they ain't sheep. And they do jerk them off a lot. For anyone yeah. listening that isn't seeing it, which of course that's everybody apart from us two, I am jerking off a cow, and I've I've made a quite a large jerk off. Yeah, Murphy, I'm doing yeah. it. I'm doing it um, Southpaw at the moment just to illustrate that I'm under the cow and not above. That's not Southpaw. Southpaw is left-handed, right? Yeah, I thought that's it would make. Hand. Yeah, but I was more <laughs> like if I jerk off, I guess I'm jerking off like that. So I was thinking. <laughs> In the world of jerking off a cow, South. Some this is me. I, I have to narrate this for everybody. This is me jerking off normally, like with my hand down on my imaginary genitals. On my six, you say knuckle down, knuckle down knuckle on my down. six foot three body genitals, um, or up in the air, like I'm doing, like I'm yeah. like I'm doing a deadlift. No, that's a deadlift. Fuck, I don't know anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I'll just stick to what I know. Don't you don't you dare apologize. That was that was brilliant. I've just realized I don't know. I just don't know anything. That's what I've that's what I have learned actually for real in lockdown. I don't know it. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. do you here's here's something I'll throw at you. How do you feel about the fact that there's all these super motivated people out there right now saying if you come out of lockdown and you haven't learnt a new skill? then you've wasted your time. I'll tell you how I feel about it because I have thought about this and I have seen these posts. Um, I agree with them. I'm like, yeah, fuck those people. And then like 
for the 15th time when I don't open the program I was going to use to learn my new skill, I'm like, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe we're all coping with it in different ways. So I'm in two yeah. minds about it, honestly. I do. I do. I sort of. I sort of agree. Do you like? Do you sort of agree? Like you sort of get where they're coming from. Yeah. Like the ones that are like, if you don't do anything, down, you didn't lack the time. You lack the motivation. Like they'll say shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I sort of get yeah. it. But at the same time, uh, I got to play Last of Us again. Well, here, here's here's something I'll throw at you. Is is starting a shit talking podcast with you considered? <laughs> Mean well, one new skill leveling up. Two, if I get better at Call of Duty while we're on lockdown, does that mean that this has been a success? What prestige level you're at by the end of this? Look, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I bluffed you because I don't know anything about prestige. I know it's. <laughs> I know you got one prestige. You, you gammon dog. Hey, <laughs> I got gammon dog. I got in trouble the other day, and I say the other day, I mean September last year. I used the word deadly in a conversation and someone said that I was being racist. Now, that's someone from the Pacific Islands, so Australasia-ish. Do you is that am I am I in the wrong or are they in the wrong? I just said like this is deadly. Uh, you can't say that. And I said, why not? And they said, well, because you're not original. And I said, well, I grew up with Aboriginal people. That was my whole scene, and that's just how I yeah. lived my life. And it's just a word I've picked yeah, up I, along the way. Well, I think it's a yeah. I don't know. I, look, Isn't it celebratory. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not indigenous. Very, yeah, I think it's very white right now. Aren't I giving them a leg up? Me, a white man, no need to give them a leg up. Have elevated <laughs> yeah, them. A six foot three. A six foot three <laughs> elevation. <laughs> my blue exactly. eyes, my blonde hair. I've given them a huge <laughs> leg up. No, I I think that's the vernacular. I I I think that. I think the fact that you've spent enough time around, uh, you know, with, with it, growing up with Indigenous Australians and um, I, I know how much you embrace that side of things and the sense of humour and stuff like that. I mean, if 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 there's going to be like businesses out there that, uh, are, you know, are, are branding themselves as deadly choices and things like that and it, it's, it's something that you're hearing, um, you know, in the media as well through, like especially um, in rugby league, you hear it a lot as a, a term that's used to describe something. I guess that's, deadly choices, that's, cool. that's related to the rugby league in the sense that I guess yeah. a lot of that promotes it. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's, um, I don't think that that's, uh, yeah, a thing, mate. I think whoever whoever supposedly corrected you is what some people might refer to as a snowflake. <laughs> well, I got two answers to that. One, I can't really upset her too much because she's dating one of my good mates. And two, a little bit, probably right. a little bit, she's a snowflake. It's, I mean, she's also I someone that. from like inner, inner, inner Sydney and just like I, I don't think has had a lot of connection with Indigenous people in her life and therefore mm. thinks that I'm, she's immediately gone to a place where I'm making fun of people. Look, I honestly, this this may come out very wrong. I'll look for the reaction. <laughs> your face when I say, when I say I'm, it. I'm so excited for whatever's about to happen. I I feel as much connection to Indigenous culture, maybe more, certainly on the level of though, as I do to Maltese or German culture, which is my actual heritage. Like I grew up in Indigenous environments. I lived in a lot of towns where that was the culture. I learned Indigenous, lang indigenous languages at school. Um, I had indigenous friends i just was completely immersed in that environment i didn't know anything about fucking maltese culture i knew we, we made pastizzis 
I knew he made hard lasagna. <laughs> like I didn't know anything about it. So like it's such a weird thing to then have a go on me. And so I'm this is just my this is just me getting on my high horse now. Um I no. I'm hundred percent aware that um unfortunately in a world full of racism, there are a lot of things that as a as a white dude I can just coast through life on that if you're an indigenous person, you may be pulled up on questions, the rest of it. I'm not saying that. I'm not looking mm. for that. But I do think that surely me adopting certain in, indigenous words or words i guess that are used a lot more a lot more in that way by by indigenous people is a fucking huge win like that's the goal right we're trying to like all get it together and be a melting pot yeah i don't know yeah look i i, I would assume the same I, I don't know i don't you know i don't want to pretend that that i've dealt with the the kind of persecution that um, a lot of our indigenous brothers and sisters have had to deal with, but I'm I'm very much of the same opinion as you, and I certainly like I just used before. Like I love that vernacular, like I love the terms like gammon and you know uh, deadly and stuff like that. Like it's um, you know again I you know spent some time in central Queensland growing up, and it it was that was huge for me to get immersed in 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 indigenous culture. So um, look, I, I guess uh, until I'm corrected on it. And um, and told that it's otherwise. I, I think that it's more of a, a celebration of of that portion of the of the culture um, more than anything. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, it's so weird, but it, it's it's strange. It's strange that so many people are willing to jump on the like just assuming that you know, especially someone like yourself is is taking the piss instead of just. I think that's a little bit brutal. You- I think I think we've come to a place where we get a bit worried about people, right? Like we worry that mm. people are having a go. So your immediate reaction is to jump on and say, hey, wait up, you're uh, having a go there. But the problem and the, and the fear I have with that is that you you skip right from, okay, maybe this person doesn't understand or maybe they're using it in the right way or maybe they're using it in a very positive way right to having a go. And then I just think that that is kind of limiting the progress forward, like it impacts the way we look at different communities. And I'm not anything, man. I, I mean, and what I mean by that is I'm culturally vapid. Like I have no culture. I grew up in Australia. I, my family was from Malta and Germany. And I'll tell you what, the fucking German side, they pushed that shit down. And for all the right reasons, like they came here like three years after the war. The multi side just doesn't know what's what. They were the scum of the white world when they first came here. So they were just doing their best to integrate. Like, I come from a place of no culture and I'm so interested in the the societal norms we set up for ourselves. Like, it's all bullshit, right? Mm. Like, everything we do is a fiction. Like, everything we do is just made up yeah. stuff, whether it be indigenous yeah. culture in Australia or wherever all over the world that's a that is made up but it still can be pretty mm. cool it can still have some really nice elements to it. the catholic church can have some nice elements to it but there's a whole bunch of other stuff as well <laughs> but i think that's important, that's important to know. like that we can yeah i mean look i think that rosary be- rosary beads as a fashion accessory fuck yeah i think in in the in the raw do unto others as you would do unto you and all the shit in the Bible that kind of is stories for how to be a good person. These are good things. 
I mean, there's all the other stuff that gets mixed up with that, and it's it's a it's a corporation. The Catholic Church is a corporation, and it has been for two thousand years. Let's see what Microsoft yeah. looks like in two thousand years. Ain't good. When <laughs> Bill Gates's brain is in a jar and he's just controlling the world, it's like going to be like the Matrix. They'll be fucking harvesting human beings. Like ultimate power comes ultimate. Wait up, ultimate power. What? With ultimate power ultimate. <laughs> comes ultimate responsibility. Is that it? Is that what Uncle Ben? Yeah, look. Come on, you're, you're the one that's making sky, uh, sci-fi references and fucking Spider-Man references. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just take you at your word. There mate. is no way, people listening. I don't come out of this rant, this misguided <laughs> rant, <laughs> defending Aboriginal rights, what? looking like a fucking dickhead. Nah, I think. I, I think anyone that anyone that can sort of read between the lines and see that the intent, <laughs> you are forced to read between the lines, the in, though. Well, no, the the intent behind it is is the right intent. Like it's not, I, and I think that's where you know it. You, you hear that from a lot of people talking about, you know, I, I was offended by this thing that so and so said or whatever. If if you if you listen to what the person was trying to say and not necessarily the exact words that came out of their mouth, well, then you realise that they're they're actually a good person. They might have misspoke. There's something mm. that, that's gotten away of what they were trying to get across. But intent, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's the thing that you should be measured on. I think it's the same. It's the same as somebody that says something, uh, you know, horrendous. But uh, oh, sorry, somebody that says something that sounds you know, sort of pure of heart or whatever, but the intent behind it is nasty. Society struggles a little bit because they don't they don't have enough empathy to sort of think about, or a lot of people don't, to think about, oh, what was that person trying to say? Like I can see that that person's struggling with that concept like you were just before. Um, he's clearly not a racist, but what he's trying to do is sort Who's of he, me? juggle with the idea. Well, I guess you in this instance. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to be called... <laughs> He's clearly not a racist. Like that's not a great, great because <laughs> it, it makes you sound like a racist. It didn't need to be brought up. Hold on, if I wasn't a racist, doesn't no hear about it. It wouldn't be said. When you say he's clearly not a racist, I immediately go, "Well, what's he done? He's done something." <laughs> did he say? Yeah, did you he might say have said something. <laughs> he might have said something that was misconstrued, but he's clearly not that's a racist. That's right. That's right. It's never misconstrued. It's always the truth. So what I heard. But his intent, his intent was pure. His intent was that he he wanted he wanted to celebrate that portion of the culture that he understood. My my take on it is that that you've given my my uncle my homophobic uncle a pass because he's got pure intent. He just is homophobic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, sometimes <laughs> no, he's not. He's awful. Um, no, my my take on it is that. I might sound like a fucking dickhead. Is this what I should be doing after three VBs and two apple ciders? Um, Yes. My take on it, my take on it is that I've tried my darndest in life to always just think of people as people and wait to meet them and talk to them. And I think it's very easy. And I don't know if you, you were in this mindset. I, I get very annoyed at people. I don't know. Like if I see my neighbor, I don't know, parking their car in a funny way on the street that I feel like is taking up too much room. I get real shitty with them. Almost the instant I talk to them, I think, oh, okay, they got their own stuff going on. Like, that's not a big deal. Why was I getting so worked up about the way they parked their car? Uh, And I think that's true 
across the board. And so what I think happens mm. is if I do something like say the word deadly and someone says, hey, man, that's, you're having a go. Like you're just taking the piss with that. And they haven't experienced that same connection that I've had and I've built that rapport up and lived my life and the rest of it, then they've got every right to think that. They think I'm having a go. And it's very hard. Like empathy is true, but it's a, it, I don't know if it's exactly the right term because it is, it is about having empathy, but it's even more complicated that where it's very hard to have that empathy with a concept that you don't quite, you haven't lived it yourself. So it's hard to grasp. Mm. Um, so yeah. my read on, and, and, I, and I have thoughts myself too, because I've thought to my, myself, this person's being racist, they're being horrible, they're being whatever. Look, I've been this guy. This is how much of a dickhead I've been. When I was like in my early 20s, some girls, girls that I was hanging out with, one of them was a Maori girl. I say that like the whitest person. She was a Maori girl. Like I just, I, I just, I can't handle saying it properly because it just, it, it does sound more racist when you say it properly. Um, and she made some, some joke about Polynesians. And I was like, that's racist. And she was like, what do you mean? I'm just having a joke. And like, it's a thing that happens. I can't even, I, I, not for me, baby. So, so, well, that's what that was my point, right? So for, for me, as a fucking white dude, I said that to her and she was just like, get the fuck off my case, dude. Like, you got no idea. And I think she was right. Like, looking back on it now, like, like I like I think what it was was fairly, I can't, I, I, I'm not trying to jump around. I actually can't remember what she said. But I I think it was fairly full on. And I think that's why I got her. And Thinking back on it, I think she was actually the one that was just treating this situation and these people like normal people, the people that she referred to in this joke. And I was the one that was like, no, 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 no. You can't, that's a culture that you can't touch. They're the untouchables. Like there are some cultures that are okay and some that aren't, and that's one of they aren't. And I, I just, I would be very concerned about that. Like, I think that's where you, you start to have problems. And so I was definitely wrong in that situation. Like thinking back on it now, I wish I knew what I was. I'm sure I was a fucking painter. I was the worst. I was just trying to bang her that night. I was not really, that's not really the story. But... So that was you you trying to neg her? No, so that... no, it wasn't a negging. It wasn't a negging. I wasn't, I wasn't drunk enough to for my social lubrication to kick in at that point, me to be a normal human. I was still like in, like, right. just like a freak. And I was, dude, nine? No, me at 20, yeah, nine. Me at 20, you don't want to know about it. Like, I, thank God I was 20. What were they, 20? 20 in like 2004 and not 20 in 2020. I'd be on those fucking forums. Ah, fucking women. <laughs> like, I'd be the worst. <laughs> Oh, yuck. One hundred percent think about me. Incel? What's that? 100% incel? Uh, yeah. I hope not, but yeah. <laughs> no. <Nah>. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every girl that favorably upon me was purely, like, of her volition. Like, I didn't have any... Um, I didn't help that situation. I, I just didn't hinder it enough that she was like, okay, this is this guy's actually the worst. <laughs> Oh, mate, it took a very serious turn. Yeah, yeah to the end, as they should, as every good podcast should. Yeah, it's got a little bit yeah, of lows well, at the start and makes you think at the end. Hey, you you mentioned something before that I found interesting. Um, 
Well, when I say interesting, it just sort of reminded me of something that I haven't done. Um, I, I've seen all of these, you know. You know my stance on racism. Like, I, I hate it, but probably for different reasons than most. Like I okay, I'm interested. I hate the fact that somebody, I hate the fact that somebody could think less of somebody else just because of where they're from. I think that's the dumbest fucking thing. I would hope that's what most people are thinking. Yeah, yeah, or or that because of the color of their skin or whatever that they're just you know that they're less of a person. I think that's the dumbest fucking thing ever. But (laughs) I think that (laughs) I I, (laughs) I give you like those fucking Latvians. (laughs) <laughs> those, fucking, those turnip eating eel loving fucking latvians oh, no. be um sure a lot of but but, but I, <laughs> there'd be a meal and yeah. a half but a lot I, of sturgeon in those rivers what, what i oh absolutely <laughs> um what what bothers me the most about racism is that because there are true racists out there that actually believe that people are less because of the color of their skin da, 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 is that we can't all just have a fucking laugh about each other waiting for it to be okay some of like the racial stereotypes and and the jokes that come as a result of it are some of the funniest fucking things that i've ever heard in my fucking life for sure and and and, like i've experienced i've experienced a lot of them like one of the funniest things that i've ever heard and it fucked me up on the day (laughs) not in a bad way because i've got a good sense of humor i might have told you this story but i was at the peak of my powers when i was fit and playing afl Playing, playing football down in Newcastle, fairly racist town. <laughs> I, I managed to sort of streak out from the the centre square, pick the ball up on the wing, and I took off and I burned two guys that were behind me. I used to be pretty quick, and <clears throat> I heard this guy from the the opposing team on the fence, like he was sitting on the fence line having a few beers, and he's yelled out, "Fuck that black cunt's pretty quick." <laughs> one of my best, one of my best mates. His dad has yelled out, if you think that's fucking quick, wait until he's jumping over the back fence of your house with your VCR. <laughs> and, and to, and to me, that's, that's, no, that's one of the greatest things ever. Because, I mean, I like, like, anybody that Anybody that knows me knows I would never steal a fucking thing yeah. in my life. But, but the stereotype makes it really, really funny. <laughs> but if you're... If you're someone that's actually been accused of stealing before and grabbed by the cops and you've had a negative experience just because of the color oh, of your yeah. skin. It changes that, that story that's real a quick. Horrendous, horrendous, horrendous situation. So that that's that's why that's part of the reason that I hate racism is because that it ruins the well, best jokes. I'll, I'll tell you from my personal experience, like I think a lot of racists are out there. And they're they're racist because they've had a bad experience with someone of a different race, and they've gone, "I don't like that person because all those people do this." I think that is the ultimate win. If you have an Indian dude that you interact with and you go, "That guy's a dickhead," you go, "Wait up! I know like a bunch of English dickheads. Like he's just like us. Like it's it's a weird like I for me that's as prevalent and should be as important." as meeting someone who's really nice of a different race to you. Or if, if you're someone that's just like, mm, I'm all about this. I'm all about my own, my own uh, group, my own clan. Uh, mm. Then that's, a, that's a, it's as important to have someone that's a dickhead as someone that's really nice. It's great. You have a great experience with someone of a different, a different clan. 
But if you have someone that is just an absolute fuckhead to you, doesn't that sum it up? Because mm. uh, most of my bad experiences in life have been with white fuckheads. Like, really? It's true. <laughs> oh, so if someone's a, a fuck of, of yeah. a different race, I'm like, well, that that checks out. We're all the same. We really are all fuckheads. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think that's the the important thing about the, this whole thing is like having that level of self-awareness to go, oh, I'm sometimes like that fuckhead. Oh, yeah. Or it, it's like, uh, I, I might have spoken to you about this, but I think that you could sum up how stupid racism is in an impactful way by using the C-bomb in a really... Like you say C-bomb uh, now, I mean, you said cunt yeah. earlier. Well done. Okay, so cunt. Yeah, so <laughs> if, if if you were, yeah, I don't know why I all of a sudden uh, do what you got to do, yeah, mate. Censored myself. Yeah, yeah, but but I I think I might have actually spoken to you about this, but I'd I would love to see like a short video done uh, talking about how stupid racism is and basically um, using using the word cunt to sort of emphasize it by saying, um, "Hey, this is Dave. Dave's white. Dave just robbed your house." <laughs> He's a cunt. Yeah. Here's Jim. Jim's also white. Jim's never robbed your house and he works down the road as a plumber and he's a pretty good bloke. He's just a good bloke. Hey, this is Marvin. He's Aboriginal. He just smashed the front door of your fucking house. He's a cunt. This is Roger. He's also Aboriginal. He works down the road doing this, that, and the other. And on the weekends, he likes to look after the coaching of the football team. He's a good bloke. And basically just use that as an example for why the fuck are you using one person to fucking corner an entire race of people as fucking idiots? I think I, I like I like I like the start, I like the basis of it, but I think this is what, this is this is where you take it to the next level. You go, okay, this is old mate. He's just robbed your house. He's would you say you're gonna take it up to six foot three? I'll take it right to six foot three. I'll right to the truth. Right to the axiom. <laughs> so <laughs> Sure. Pinnacle. So you say this is old mate, he's dropped your house, he's a cunt. And then you say, This is this is other guy, he's a do-good dude, blah, 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 blah. He's done all this stuff. He's a good, he's a good dude. He's a good cunt. And then you run through the whole yeah. list. And then you go, so That's at the end, yeah, yeah. we're all just a pack of cunts. Like we really yeah. are just an absolute yeah. pack of yeah. cunts. Are you gonna be are you gonna be a good yeah. cunt or a bad cunt? Because what I'm interested yeah. in is paying cunt as much as possible. That's all I care yeah. about. Yeah, and then at the very end, serious. Yeah, and then a standard yeah. Anastasia Palaszczuk sponsored Queensland girl, like they're just like Yeah. Oi, and just to top it mm. off, right at the end. I am <laughs> you are Yeah, I think I think we I got think it. we solved racism. <laughs> Have we just, we just fucking did. cracked it? One hundred percent. I don't see well, how we could top that. I think that's it. We've done it. We've solved racism. <laughs> next time we'll do climate change in the next one, and we just keep we just keep knocking them off, knocking them off. We'll leave COVID for the yeah. last episode of the season because you can't end the season early. We'll crack that last. You can't end it early. Yeah, it's pretty good. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think we nailed it. 